This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. I wanna do my best. Get money for private jet. She's a only that on fear. Sorti la mifa de la galère. I wanna do my best. Get money for private jet. J'ai dois rendre les darons fiers. Sorti la mifa de la galère. C'est mon dé compliqué. Rempli de sans pitié. C'est les mêmes qui me critiquent, qui veulent que j'ai le temps de ma main. Seigneur, donne-moi la force. C'est tellement lourd de pardonner. Toujours tenter de les faire du sale. Quand tout est descendu. Hermano, no, estamos grabando ahora. Estamos, güey. Es tiempo para empezar. Vámonos, pues. Estamos esperando el pincheo. Bueno, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a little minute, it's been a little hour. Come back on in because it's still October and the Lingaholics. Dia de los Muertos coming up, but we ain't dead. We ain't dead, folks. We are here. We are live. It's episode 56, 56, and... Holy smokes, what's gone down in the last little while? Let's uh let's uh reminisce for a second while two of the lingaholics got back together recientemente. Our boy Sweco made a little trip out here to Alberta. Yeah, uh, it was a quick one, but holy smokes, we uh we uh we lit it up, fired up lots of languages, lots of espanol, francés y todo. So we're gonna we're going to regale um, some of our time together from this past weekend. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just been one of those months where time just kind of took us by the horns and went our way. So we're coming on the brink of the month of November. The podcast, I was thinking today before the episode, it's almost a year and a half since we started this little aventura. And Ooh. here we are. We're just... Uh, Trugging away. So me personally with my languages, look, uh, I've always got my eyes set on the ones I want to keep improving. But what I really want to get in today is this topic of doing a language justice, which is uh really looking at your heavyweight languages, let's call them your the ones people know you for, and how you could go even deeper and just really expand and enjoy the entire varieties of experience with that language so it's lots of things on my mind here to talk about but you know what it's not just a monologue of me senor i got dos compañeros ayudarme so let's go to el senor sueco who hace una semana was a bertano for un rato so senor that was a good time man we had a good time yeah dude. yeah so i flew out Thank to calgary i flew out to calgary friday after work uh, and then who but Senor Regnier picked me up Stupid. from the airport Stupid. after when I arrived at Calgary International Airport. And uh, we had a pretty good time, man. We had a pretty good time. We were riffing in, in Spanish the entire time. And then our friend Cholito, El Mexicano, Cholito. our Mexican friend, came and uh, destroyed everything by refusing to speak Spanish. He loves English. He loves English. Loves so that, that was a bit of controversy during the weekend because Cholo <laughs> didn't want to speak Spanish. Initially, then I had a serious talk with him, like, hey, hermano. We favor. sent him that voice message. 
Yes, we sent him, we sent him that voice message, and we were like, "You have to like, we know you can speak English, right? Time to speak Spanish." Yeah, like, we're not doubting that. Quita la verga, wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> so after that, like the, the the day after, he was better, which was nice. Yeah. So we had a weekend full of of Spanish, which which was nice. And it, it's funny, man. Like, what do you like? What do you think people think of us when we go to like these places, <laughs> these bars, these breweries? Like, I don't like, two know. white dudes and like freaking speaking. I don't know. Speaking to each other. I you know what? Then, you know what? Here, I'm gonna chime wait, in here. That, okay, go ahead. Okay, ninety percent of people think that it's freaking cool. No, but yeah, what do you cool? think? Like, like the waitress, the waitress, like she's always she obviously hears us speak Spanish, and then she she comes over and she's like, "Anything else, please?" And then we're like, "Yeah, I could have a couple beers, please." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's obvious that we're not Spanish. Is it you know, though? That's what I wonder sometimes. Like, yeah, but like you know, to like me it's wh- obvious, but to other just. You know, if you're not really used to foreign languages, foreign accents, and you just you just hear like just you hear anybody speaking any other language, you just assume they're not Canadian. Say, or, or maybe, yeah, maybe they think we're like like perfectly bilingual. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I was wondering the same, man. Because yeah, I was thinking about the same, but then I really don't care. But it's interesting, no. right? Perception, right? It's just, like, yeah, perception is interesting. So I'm just wondering, like, what everyone thinks of us, like, doing, because it's obviously not like normal, <laughs> like, it's not like normal pe- person, n- normal people behavior to like sit and speak in like some other languages, and then, right? Like, obviously not on Sunday, like, oh ob- yes, exactly, and then like obviously uh, not be Hispanic. You know, yeah. What I, mean, I think most people would pick up on that. I think how how would they pick up on that? Would be able to tell. Tell what? Just because of the way that you look. No, but tell what? Like, what's their perception of us? You think? Like that you're that you're that you don't speak Spanish natively. But we're riffing, though, man. Like, yeah, we're, we're like riffing. we're we're like, like really it's, riffing. It's not like we're just saying basic stuff. Like they they would probably think we're... that you've learned it, and you're just you're just cool that you can speak another language. That's what. That's I don't the way know, that man, because it's so freaking. Yeah, but you're. Keep in mind, like that. You're, like you're not like everyone else. <laughs> like, like imagine like the typical Albertan listening to us. Even then, even then, even then, I, I, I think you guys are not giving most people the benefit of the doubt. Might not be. Might not be. Yeah, I'm just like it's curious. Like, I think I think they're confounded. At, at least they're very absolutely confounded. absolutely yeah. they're like what the hell like these yeah, guys are either like, like mentally here, yeah. they're either <laughs> mentally sick or, <laughs> or like something else is going on i think for some mm. languages it, it would be harder to tell like with spanish for example they'd be like okay maybe that guy is from like, somewhere but like if they hear me like speaking chinese with a chinese person they're gonna be like okay obviously this yes but that's more obvious chinese. that's even more obvious that's even more <laughs> yeah. obvious because there are yeah. there are spanish speaking people that are like white as hell right that look yeah like yeah, us. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like what if we really played up the accent like like the like Castellano, Castellano. Like, like I'm I'm speaking like really... ah, Castellano, tío, que pasa? Estamos de, somos yeah, de Barcelona, no? And, and then you would put <laughs> on. Then we like turn on and be like Mexico, way tacos, tacos por todos, way. Like if we were yeah. to do that, maybe. But if you just turn it like, oh yeah, I'll have an IPA, please. <laughs> and then just like, yes, it sounds totally. But, but here's the thing: if we were to riff in French, if we were to do it in French, it'd be uh... to- would totally pass for Quebecois. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. 
in Alberta because yeah, they can't tell. Yeah. They can't tell. They'd totally be like, yeah. oh, those freaking Quebecers, like they're out yeah. here in Alberta. <laughs> what the yeah, hell? Like, Maybe. I don't know, man. Like you can them and- look, I was in Lloydminster recently during Thanksgiving at the Shoppers Drug Mart, and there was these guys all waiting around, and uh they weren't from Lloyd. Like these because Lloyd had uh the Lloyd Mall had this massive flood, so they can get these specialty people in to like clean it all out. And these dudes were Texans, and I could just tell because I was waiting for my prescription, and uh like they're talking about like college football and they were you know like talking about the quarterback and stuff like really intensely like really and you know like in the, the texan accent too and it's just like man those guys are not from lloyd like there's no way there's no way in hell they're from lloyd like and you just hear it in the texan accent and just like the the obsession of college football so like those two things so i mean yeah there's there's some giveaways sometimes like, or is it just like two Lloyd dudes talking about their fantasy football team? I'd be like, ah, okay, whatever. But no, these guys are like <laughs> Texans. So, I mean, yeah, sometimes it's it's obvious. Other times, who knows, right? You basically have to like do it for like an hour and then like go up to people who might have caught your eye and be like, hey, like, who do you think we are? Like, who, like, who do, where do you think, who do you think we are? <laughs> that, would, that would be, that would <laughs> like, be an interesting like, experiment. Yeah. yeah, kind of a social experiment, no? Like, all this language. Can estamos? Speaking in public. Can somos? So, I mean, yeah, man. But, like, whatever. It's not like anybody was, like, super curious. They probably, like, heard us. Yes. But n- nevertheless, so, so let's move on from that. No, so I came back from Alberta. I've had some crazy, crazy couple of weeks. Uh, been, been very, very busy. Nevertheless uh doing a bunch of language stuff obviously that's like hard for me like i've talked about this before but it's like on i'm on autopilot right now especially with french and spanish that i don't i really don't have to think about it like it's automatically incorporated into my day um Mm -hmm. which is nice right like i have all these podcasts that i follow and then also i have these language groups that i go to uh once or twice or every week every other week is french and every other week is spanish which which is nice and i have my buddies that i hang out with only like entirely in spanish as well which is nice so i did that yesterday a buddy and i and a buddy of mine and i went out to eat i told um ian about this before the pod like we went out to eat mexican food and at a restaurant in mississauga like only riffing in spanish the entire time like no problem um so that's fun, right? That's really fun. Yeah, it's like autopilot, right? Yeah, it's all. It's like just it's pasar like la bien. taking your vitamins and you know, speaking yeah, Espanol. Yeah, speaking your Espanol and your uh, Frances. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. getting there with my French as well. I'm getting there. Yeah, I want to talk a little more about French. Yeah, in a bit here. but anyway, enough of that. I'm gonna throw it over to Senor Pinch. El Occidental. Tabernac. What's going on, dude? How you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, yeah, just another week of work and Taekwondo and languages. Uh, so this week, I had my first promotion test in Taekwondo, which was kind of interesting. Wait, so, belt yellow belt? Uh, yeah, I, I'm getting it. Ne- well, I'm hopefully getting it next week. He He was kind of ambiguous about whether or not I passed. He said I did really well, so I mean... I probably passed, but you never know. So, <laughs> uh, so hopefully I'll be getting my yellow belt next week, and then um, from your white belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it so it's kind of funny. Uh, I remember when I was in Taekwondo as a kid, they had a stripe system. So they had like white belt with yellow stripe, yellow belt, yellow belt with the green stripe, and so on and so on. Uh, but in Korea, at least from what I've seen, they they don't have that. They just have like the solid color belts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so let's talk about this. So how hard is it to go from white to yellow? Uh, no, not really that hard. I think it, it it's harder to progress in the in the higher belts because uh, white belt to yellow belt is just like uh, a lot of like basic um, basic movements, like basic forms. And uh, some basic stances, punching and kicking, and uh, a little bit of stretching, and that's that's pretty much it. So it wasn't too difficult. Uh, two of the kicks, I had trouble with two of the. Ki- I think I screwed up two of the kicks because they're really hard to do. Because um, doing the side kick is really hard. Like and like you know like, you guys know like the Bruce Lee side kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's really difficult to do. So. Uh, I remember when I was doing Kung Fu in China, I had a lot of trouble with that one too. And uh, there was another one, a spinning back kick, which that sounds like really intimidating, but it's actually not too bad. Like if you practice it a few times, you can like kind of get the hang of it. But I kind of, there's like two you had to do is like one where you, uh, where you do a spinning back kick and then you just land uh, where you were. But then there's another one where you have to kick and then, you swing your foot all the way back like 360 degrees. And that one I kind of screwed up because it's like you need to have really good balance for that. And I kind of screwed it up. But um, Cody, yeah. how, how often do you do this? How often do you practice every day? Oh, this is this is three times a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. I get on a bus and go drive for 30 minutes to Taekwondo and then uh, do that for about an hour and then head on back. And when I'm on the bus, uh, lately, uh, I've been really hot about vocabulary. So no been, way. Yeah, I've been using Anki and uh, mm-hmm. going when I'm on the bus, my bus commute to Taekwondo. That's a perfect time to to perfect. make some sentences using Anki and review those and whatnot. So I've been yeah, I've been really excited about the idea of uh, just like learning mass amounts of words because I think mm-hmm. that's like what's really going to take my Korean to the next level. Cause like I can kind of talk all right when I have a conversation, I just need the words. So I'm just going to be smashing words and just building up a huge mountain of those. So uh, that's what I've been doing. And yeah, what's, yeah, what's up? Sorry, before we dive more into your Korean, cause I'm dying to hear about it, but going back to the karate, um, I mean the Taekwondo. taekwondo. To me, karate, Taekwondo is all the same. But Korea. okay, first of all, Taekwondo is that is that your favorite form of martial arts? Martial arts? Uh, not necessarily. I wouldn't say I have. You did kung fu for a while. Favorite. Well, I don't know. I don't really have a favorite. I would just say since I'm in Korea, it just makes sense to do Taekwondo right now. And I think right. when I go back to Canada, I'm just gonna stick with it because uh, one, I don't want to be a noob again. <laughs> in anything and two um i think um there's a lot of good opportunities to practice taekwondo in calgary it's i think it's the most yes taekwondo isn't that like the most popular one it's either taekwondo or karate are the most popular in canada yeah maybe jujitsu 
Do you know? So, uh, my... yeah, yeah, Brazilian really? jiu-jitsu specifically. Yeah. So, Cody, my next my next question was like, what do you do when you go and practice karate? Like, or sorry, taekwondo. What do you like? How does a workout look like? Yeah. So here, okay, here's the typical day. So you go there, you um, you do a temperature check because of corona coronavirus. Cody, come and, on. Man. And then you go get natural mold. Natural mold. Yeah, sorry. I'm just Be yeah, a little anyways, sensitive, okay. right? Yeah. yeah sorry. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so then you go get changed and then you come out and you uh you salute the flag, do your oath. So you recite which, you the oath, which which I talked about last time. And then um bow to the master and then you start stretching. So there's a series of stretching that you do and there's a lot of and you do, you always count every time so you go hana tu set net tasot yosot yugo yodo tu tu set net it's like that and then um so it's like stretching based on that kind of rhythm you do that for about 10 15 minutes and then uh usually you do some kind of technique work so like punching or kicking or something like that and then after that you work on your forms that's generally how the class goes what what do you mean by working on your forms? What does that mean? So forms, uh, I think we talked about this last time, yeah. but, but forms is like uh, it's a series of movements. It's non-combatant that you have to memorize, basically. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and they're all based in certain punches and kicks and stances and. So it's repetitive. It's very very repetitive. Yeah, the forms are very repetitive. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think when I get into more advanced levels, then there's going he's going to start introducing. Uh, like self-defense techniques and um sparring and things like that um, so at yeah. what point do you get to start like like uh, fighting each other like sparring <laughs> i th that's either going to be yellow belt or green belt I, there's there's none of that when you're a white belt but i, I i've got a feeling it's going to be green belt i think there's like when i get to yellow belt there's going to be some more i think i'll have to learn some more techniques before i actually start sparring and 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 what are the belts can you go through them real quick yeah okay there's yellow oh white yellow green blue there's no blue? there's no uh, purple is i think purple, purple is the karate. Red. So there's white in taekwondo there's white yeah. yellow green blue brown red and then black I oh. think there's I think there's a red half red half black and then there's a black belt. Right. And and how much time does it get to to get the black belt? Usually typically. Probably a few years. If if you're if you take it really seriously and you pass all the tests, I think you can do it in a year. Wow, really? To black. Yeah, so Damn. if I do really well, I could leave to I could leave Korea with a black belt. Cody, you got to try to do that, man. I know. I'm like, day. that's my goal. That's my goal for Taekwondo. Like, I, I want to be able to go back home and be like, yeah, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo now. <laughs> that sounds so badass. That yeah, sounds right? really badass. Like, being able to say that you're black belt anything sounds incredible. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Man, this whole conversation just got me thinking, what if we just scrapped the whole European framework for languages? And we just did belts. Start the belt. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, so much yo, cool. I'm yeah, a white I'm, belt in I'm a white belt in German. <laughs> yeah.
I'm a black belt no, Spanish a, speaker. Yeah, not a big deal. Belt. Like, black belt <laughs> that sounds so much cooler. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You tested for that? I'm like, oh yeah, I tested. I got a yellow. Yeah, I'm I got a yellow belt in Portuguese. Spanish. Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, Finch so. has a brown belt in Korean. Yeah, <laughs> working on that black belt. Working on that black belt. So, yeah. no nah, man, no dude, that's good. Well, that's good to have like a ritual practice, right? Yeah, absolutely. So. And there's there's one thing I want to bring up next. Uh, so I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and uh, I found out that his girlfriend speaks a bit of Korean. So we were like just talking to each other in Korean a little bit. And I, I've had this feeling before and I want to ask you guys about it. So like, do you ever get the feeling when you're, you, you're abroad, you're living abroad or you are abroad and you're, you're immersed in another language and you're exposed to native speakers all the time and you feel very inadequate all the time, right? Like you feel like, oh my God, like I'm so bad at this language. And then all of a sudden you come across somebody who either is also learning it or is not very good. And then they ask you about, they find out that you can speak it. And then all of a sudden you feel so good about your ability. And then you're like, Oh my God, like I'm actually really good. Like, do you ever, do you ever get that feeling? Mm-hmm. Like in comparison? Yes. Yeah. Cause yeah. Like um, that's, that's how I felt often in China. And that's how I am. I'm feeling here. Like every time, somebody it gets brought up that i speak korean i'm like yeah yeah i speak korean like i'm actually not that bad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really no i i totally get what you're saying like that's classic like speaking with that's why i like hanging out with like non-native speakers because it's like you're more comfortable yeah it's a confidence boost it's a confidence boost and you feel better like it's intimidating to be with someone who speaks a lot better than you now yeah but you can relate a lot to them too like Hey, you read chapter one of Talk to Me in Korean as well? Like, not like yeah, a but you know speaker. what I mean? Like, like it's yeah, more, I did that at it's age more three months. It's more comfortable to speak to someone who has a similar similar uh, level as you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 But that, that is true, though. That is true. You can like boost them up too, being like, hey, like, hey, this is the level I'm at. This is what you're at. Like, this is what I did. This is what I'm doing to like, gonna inspire them too right but yes, yeah but it I mean, just, comparatively subconsciously like... subconsciously or not it's not even subconscious it's just like naturally it feels you're more comfortable when you're speaking to someone that's also that has a similar level to you than mm-hmm. when you're speaking to like a native speaker who's obviously magnitudes greater or magnitudes better than you are yeah and i think there's a spectrum here like because you can you can be completely but surrounded by native speakers all the time or you can like only be around other learners all the time and both ends of the spectrum are very dangerous you need to have a good middle ground where like you've got some native speakers you've got some fellow learners and they kind of like balance each other out because if you're around only learners all the time like maybe we've experienced that a few times at the meetups in Calgary. It's like just a bunch of people like learning these languages. like, and then you're just thinking like, okay, like where are the native speakers? <laughs> but Come if on. you're, if you're only around native speakers all the time, like sometimes how I am here in Korea, it's like, Oh my God. Like it's, it can, you can feel very uh, inadequate in your ability. Can I use a big education term? Yeah. Oh, it's 
because cody you're going to education school soon so uh you might hear this term so it's like the whole well steven crashin simply calls it like i plus one and that plus one is known as your zone of proximal development also known as zpd zpd for our american friends um <laughs> so what is that the zone of proximal development is uh it's like a little bit i mean it's kind of hard to define depending on the subject area that you're in but it's like it's definitely outside of what you're capable of but it's not too outside of what you're capable of if that makes any sense so like you want to be pushing yourself but then the moment you push yourself too hard you're dunskis like you're not gonna you're not gonna progress like that so i mean yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really subjective i think it's like it's so individual to where that is but yes if something's too easy or something's too hard it's not gonna get you to where you need to go next basically so mm -hmm. from a like educational theoretical point of view no again I mean, and that's or, why it's or better just, or that's more just it's... like when you're in the zone when you're in the zone it's like that's kind of what it could mean right you're in the zone yeah there you yes go. and that's why it's better to like I wouldn't say that it's better, but it's it's good to talk to people that are at your level because of that. Or slightly better. Or slightly right. better. Right. Or even or like slightly equally. worse. Or like equally. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things like if you're talking to someone who, I mean, I can only relate to like what Lee has kind of told me about some expats in the Ukraine who don't progress at all after like years so based on like hypothesis it's like you kind of have to like not care then no because once you say you're just in a country naturally and didn't give that much effort just a little bit like wouldn't you pick up some things yeah you, you, you do pick up a few things but like you won't be able to have a conversation no right so you, you gotta have some survival words right yeah right so i mean you gotta have some initiative to like make sense of all the foreignness around you but like that just fascinated me like the, these expats went years without like how that's such like that's such a bubble boy life like in my opinion like in the country and not like yeah, being able to talk it. to like your like the domino's guy bringing you pizza dude i swear I that's know. like that's like 80 percent of english speaking expats in foreign countries korea too would you say it doesn't doesn't matter which country is that just yeah yeah that, like maybe. that's a classic 80 yeah yeah maybe like maybe. context but i mean right so it's so what did that the it was a girl or a guy that you were talking to? girl girl right yeah yeah. yeah yeah so did you like like give any tips or like point her along her oh no it, it was or... just like a quick conversation like it, like we just introduced yeah. Like yeah, we just basically said hi and like who we Hango were. Like, that, that was so <laughs> so like, it, it wasn't much. It wasn't much, but it was very fluid. Like mm -hmm. um, she, so she actually speaks pretty well, and I was able to talk like pretty fluidly with her for about like uh, a minute or two, and it just mm -hmm. felt it was such a huge confidence boost for me because mm -hmm. like I don't get because most of my Korean interactions here, it's like somebody going like and I'm like yeah. Hey, yeah ah, what do i say <laughs> right and that's yeah. arguably outside of the, the zone. How, do you, how do you say how do you say ian how do you say i don't have any money any oh to Toma? Toma? squid game 
Toma, Toma. Tony Ops, so Tony Ops, so Tony Ops, so Tony Ops, so yeah. Tony Ops, so I mean, look, I'm see like where I like my day to day job is speaking with people that are learning the language, right? So, I mean, I'm just so used to like, well, I'm a teacher, right? So that's that's a little bit different than say just comparing myself to someone who's been learning or or granted but i mean i guess a real skill i think is making the language malleable or molding yeah. it to be comprehensible to whoever you're speaking to without like say like dumbing it down per se yeah like just... this is something that i can really relate to this is a skill that i've developed as well like just being a, a like a foreign language teacher um and so you've got like your your teacher voice, right? And your teacher language. And it's way different than how you would talk to like your friends or your family. Yes. And it, it needs to be. And it has to be. um and so it's it's great for the students in the classroom and it makes them feel that like wow, look at this, like I can talk with this guy. Um but it's it like especially for younger learners in my case, like when they have, when they're exposed to the real world and they get like somebody talking to them, they're going to say like, Oh, this person doesn't talk like Cody teacher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So No, that's true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the teacher, I mean, if they're doing it right, like they're speaking at a slightly slower pace. Like I was at a, re a recent PD saying uh language teacher should be at 85%, which I was like, okay, like, you don't want to be too slow because then you're just yeah because that's just that's just too you're... condescending yeah yeah exactly right but 85 i was like oh, okay i get that if you're just you're just a tad slower right yeah, and yeah. just like being but being like very clear and i mean the whole point is you're trying to like suss out more than you thought you're gonna get i find at least being a a language teacher and this would be like goes for this even at the meetups it's like yeah i mean sometimes you sat next to like a newbie right but they didn't have nothing they didn't have a lot but they didn't have nothing yeah. it's like okay well show me what you got without like <laughs> like just trying to like blitz them or something right? yeah, yeah yeah so i mean it's uh it's kind of like and then and then i hopefully someone pays that favor forward when you're learning a new language one day right like yeah like Lee's really good with his Ukrainian to me. Like he's comprehensive to me. Whereas like a native Ukrainian just whew, like just yeah. So I mean it's 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 this relationship all the time, depending at your level you're at. Yeah. So for all you native speakers and advanced learners, go easy on your yeah. intermediate and beginner counterparts. Well, no, they should all realize they have a tremendous gift to give. Yeah. It's just make it like consumable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, uh, so Cody, it sounds like you are, um, you're improving in your Korean. Slowly, you slowly, slowly. But yeah. can you say, because before you were, you were expressing frustration at the le level of, um, at the, the, the rate of increase in your Korean advancements. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But 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 would you say that you are enhancing that rate of improvement, or can are you saying that you are noticing 
uh, a level, a greater extent of improvement recently? I am. Yeah. Yeah. How's it's, Anki it's working slow. Huh? How's your Anki game? Like, are you it's making good. sentences with those words? Or are you just doing? Yeah, I, I think I think we've talked about this on the pod before. How I do Anki, but um, yeah, I, I I like to make uh, example sentences. So there's two sources that I primarily get words from, and <laughs> one I've actually got this from from my from my job. So uh, every at the end of every month, they have this test called Vocab Master. And it's basically just like a list. It gives them a list of Korean words and they just need to like give the English equivalent. And what I've been doing is like taking a picture of their test and like using it for my own purposes to learn Korean. <laughs> That's a hack, dude. Yeah, I got the, so I got the yeah, hack man. going on there. So I've been using that a little bit. And also, uh, well, I've got kind of three methods that I mainly use. So, and the, so the second one, um, it'll just be like any word that I'm thinking of, I'll use that. Because that's and honestly, that's extremely effective because if you think of a word like that's a word that's in your daily lexicon, right? So you're going to use that sometime in your in your uh, Korean or your other in your um, in your speaking journey, I guess. Uh, so it's very simple, but it's extremely effective. And the other one is just like uh, looking at vocabulary lists online for for various topics. So um, that's what I have been doing. And yeah, and then I just like think, I either think of an example sentence or I uh, take one from the translator. Because sometimes <laughs> on the translator, uh, on Papago, which is like the Korean Google Translate, mm-hmm. they give example sentences with some of the definitions. So if it's really, if they have a good example sentence, I'll steal that. If not, then I'll just make one of my own. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember just thinking back to my university days. That's that's one of the parts of class that I always really enjoyed was uh, making your own sentences and whatnot. I always had a lot of fun with that because I can get pretty creative with them. So uh, that's what uh, that's what works for me. But Cody, have you yeah. not found some type of learning Korean learning community out there? There has you, you to know be they they exist. They exist. It's just I'm a little apprehensive to join anything online. I don't really like being in online communities. Well, there's nothing in person yet. No, no. But there, I think there's going to start. Uh, like meetups are going to start again because on Monday the government here is finally starting to like lift all the COVID restrictions. So life is going to start. Yeah, life is going to start going back to normal here. Love you, normal. No. Yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm wow. pretty excited for that. So um, once that's that, crazy uh, how long once, I know how long it's yeah. been for you guys. So once that gets fired up again, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be actively hunting something like that down. Yeah, no, that's yeah. crazy. I I haven't even thought about the pandemic in like weeks. Like I, I, oh, I haven't even. Dude, I, I, oh, I can't I, I can't wait for that. <laughs> like I like I've like forgotten about it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. No, it's it's Take very so my whole time in Korea, it's very much been a uh, in your face every part of day, everyday life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Oof. I'm yeah, sorry, but well, anyway, I mean, let's let's move awesome. away from that topic real yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, let's do that <laughs> real fast. Um, that's cool though that that you feel like you're you're making progress, but you got to find like a learning community. That's what I would do if I were you. 
Yeah, I know. Because I, I know not just me personally, but anyone in general like really benefits from some kind of a learning community. That's, that's the relationships, right? Like, yeah. I think that's paramount to align. I'm just not meeting some rando today. It's like, hey, like, like, ¿qué pasa con esto, way? Like, what, like this guy, this, this gal that you just met and like, you want to hear their story, right? I feel that's where, yeah, yeah definitely. That's the upside of learning communities, 100%. It's where the magic happens. It's where the magic happens. It's it's like it's so empowering as well to be in such a community. You know what I mean? Like everyone is like there's so much motivation. Oh yeah. Like yeah, like accumulated in one space. And it's it's just uh it's contagious. Like motivation is contagious. So when you meet someone that's also like super 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 motivated, super ambitious, then like that that um spreads to you as well. The common mission of you know keep Yes. working away that's why i love meetups because right? everyone's like super pumped about learning languages yeah yeah and i mean it kind of works both ways in terms of like so when me and cody went to a few of the um kcc's the korean calgary converse three c's <laughs> korean conversation club kccc no it was just kcc korean, KCC. Conversation, korean conversation club, club. okay yeah yeah sorry um, yeah, and it's like, hey, you had a mixed bag of like people learning Korean and people learning English. And yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like, you know, sometimes it's a little imbalanced, but you you got both sides like wanting, they want to learn Korean. You want to learn Korean, they want to learn English. So, I mean, it's just like you're on the Silk Road bartering your languages, basically. <laughs> yeah. Un intercambio. Un intercambio, sí. No, no es eso. Um, but yes, yes, always super important. Um, I don't know. Lately, I've been just been thinking about going deeper and deeper with one's current so-called like strong languages. Like, yeah, they're strong, but I mean, if you're in a time and place in life when you think you could get them even stronger for future endeavors future adventures i mean i've just got especially my well my, my french lately i've been thinking a lot about because i never studied it formally it's been so haphazardly studied but i just wanted to get your guys's opinion on like um this idea of taking it i mean we we definitely that's been like a running theme of this podcast is like the dabble versus the the going in depth, but I mean, at what point does one feel like they've really satisfied? I mean, not you're not just just speaking the language, but you're being like creative and inventive with it, and you have like a lexic, you have like a cultural reference of a vast array of movies, mm. films, actors. Like maybe you've had, to, maybe maybe even with this idea, you have to travel to at least like a few different places to really grasp it but i've just been thinking so much like ah you know what my french is actually like it's conversational and all but it's not it doesn't have like the that like extra depth of the ocean to it yeah so i mean not yet not yet yeah but that it's gonna take time it's a lifelong project man. really got i know i know so what are you gonna do with your french you got any plans well, I mean, I like not travel at the moment, but uh, um, like just 
exploring this is literature music and film that's kind of my trifecta and of course like i mean i've thought about like learning particular regional frenches or trying to get like a teacher from like say like court d'ivoire or uh the democratic republic of congo congo be like just tell me about life there tell me like the experiences there but then after that i think it's like making like really concerted efforts to like watch like i don't know practically all the programs on netflix in french or at least the ones that really interest me find uh youtube material that super interests me um artists i've started to do a little more like breaking down song lyrics because i don't know what you guys experience is but like lately after i've like analyzed the song's lyrics pretty extensively uh -oh. when i hear that song again it's uh hey, you broke you broke up buddy oh restart that sentence oh sorry sorry but both song lyrics yeah 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 like okay i don't know if like i've listened to some like major gim songs for example like a hundred times without like really looking at the lyrics i suggest the language learner go like study it for like 20 minutes go study that song's lyrics and then the next time you hear that song like it's going to trigger a whole like latent layer of language that you already have like the rhythm to, but you didn't really have the meaning or the sense yeah. to. And I've had the exact same experience. Have you? Oh, that's a yeah, classic. Man. That's a classic language learning experience. Well, it's, it's just classic, like just learning that learning the song, it's just more vivid. Yes. And then every time you hear the song, all that, all those words, all the, all that vocal, all that vocab gets reinforced you're like singing along yeah, to it yeah man seriously like and then i don't know what you guys like and i find this is like probably the hardest thing at a heart at higher levels is like for me it's gonna a vocab is gonna click and especially gonna click when i see it in different contexts right but the problem is with, when you're learning more like infrequent things the possibility or the chances of those coming up are infrequent so i've been trying to like manufacture my own ways like like uh look for a, a like a song lyric say and then trying to find that in like a news article like that expression or that vocal where it's like two very different contexts but trying to like purposely find those like interlock like you got to see it multiple times, I find. And not, not actually not even multiple times, maybe like two or three times to really grasp the word. So an example I can use from today is like the song lyric in a French song was uh, J'ai troqué. So then I like type that in on like the site called Lingui, which gives you a bunch of like random uh, usages of that expression in like different news articles. So I like clicked on that and like read some of those news articles to see like, oh, okay, here's another time where you use J'ai Okay, which is like completely different from a song, but what does it mean? It's two different contexts. That means like uh exchange, like I I changed or I I traded in something. It's like okay, I could learn that phrase, but then I'm gonna go watch like five hours of Lupin on Netflix and not see that phrase. Yeah. So now it's like, damn it, like there could be other crossovers. Like, I don't know, there's always this level of unpredictability in trying to like get new words out of a language but i find like it's that reinforcement that's really key 
and not just like repeating it on memorize or not just going back to that song i want to see it in different contexts so that's why i'm trying to think like these variety of mediums to reinforce less frequent vocabulary so i don't know if you guys have ideas on practices well, well i mean that's like the classic like just uh getting into the advanced mm -hmm. language oh it's an advanced right? practice for like sure. learning stuff that's not commonly used that's, uh -huh. like, that's like the definition of like being in the advanced stage of language learning yeah but you sound um, so damn native when you can pull that stuff up but not even that it's just like it's nerd like the nerdy stuff that's what's fun right like it's honestly like i'd argue that like the fun thing about language learning is like getting into the nitty-gritty stuff like the, the really nerdy uh -huh. stuff um yeah and, like exploring uh -huh. like the depths of each language. like that's that's what makes it like don't don't get me wrong it's fun to dabble. It's fun because you get yeah, yeah, yeah. you get good really fast. Uh huh. But right. the nerdy like stuff. Belt, that's what's yeah. Yes, white white belt yellow. It's it's easy exactly. It's easy to get the yellow belt, but getting the black belt's really hard. Correct. There you um, go. Yeah. It, but but it's also the most fun. It's also yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not the most fun, but it's the most rewarding and gratifying. And I I'm finding it's like it's like a ton of work man like to really get my french like further yes, and further it's so gratifying to like learn things and like you don't have to do it at your own pace right just no, do it every course. day of course a little bit of french every day personal. yes i know i know but it's funny how certain languages can just stay at a certain level for a really long time and then you're like okay how am i gonna really push this to the next and it, I, man, this is like after a long time speaking French. That I'm like, all right, like, I, and is this like looking at like a variety of TV shows or like TV shows from different countries? Like, like look, watching Quebec content to France content and looking for overlap. I mean, there's so many different. When we say like get into the nitty gritty, I feel like there's a lot of different stones you could turn over to get into the nitty-gritty you know like, yeah, language like korean is maybe it's a little different it's like kind of concentrated in two countries whereas a language like french is vast like mm. there's like so many places to speak french man like i want to be like hey man i'm gonna really get into like new orleans acadian french, french. Acad like acadian. acadian french is what's called yeah yeah exactly. i don't know but you said yeah. something that gave me an idea like it'd be yeah. really cool to like book a couple italki classes with some guy from like cote d'ivoire right some guy yeah. some yeah. guy from the congo that'd be sweet yeah. and just i don't even man just like tell me what it's like there like yeah just yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. about your life basically i mean if you can't find a friend on hello talk or something it's like okay just pay a little to get a tutor from one of these like you know leslie is i mean yeah obviously there's a ton of francophones there but online and whatnot i mean it's not super vast but i'm just feeling like to really expand one's i don't know um panorama panoramic view of the mm -hmm. of the language expands one expand one's horizon yeah but then it's just like what are your interests i mean you could go down a complete like french rap rabbit hole when lots of these rappers in france and belgium have these african roots and you know the 
connections, the references they're making. Absolutely, man, I love going languages, deep. Right, I love going right. deep. That's my favorite. I like that more than more than dabbling. Mm-hmm. Well, it's I like dabbling, happening. but I, I, it's, uh, going in deep is more fun. Right? It's more no, important. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's based kind of a mood, but I'm just like, like to do French, real, like do it real justice. It's like. I feel like maybe one should have like a like a uh, esoteric knowledge about one of these subcultures within the language. I don't know. Like maybe you just like you're just a huge. Uh, what's the Quebec Junior Hockey League? Like you're just like super in depth to that or something, or like <laughs> Congolese rap. QHL. Or, yeah, or like French cafe. I don't know history. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, but you could know all about like, like French gastronomy yeah right mm-hmm. yeah so she's like a like a specialization in the language maybe that would satisfy like yeah cool that's interesting i'm part of it i've just been thinking on the more like to go deeper and the things mm-hmm. yeah and that, that that's something that just like totally depends on your interests right that's something that you can really cater to to whatever you like in life seriously yeah because like i love music so and I mean, it's interesting when you take like your language and you put it in like a new context. Like lately, like I love football too, and uh, you can get the TSN Thursday night and Monday night football feeds from RDS, like the the French really? uh, TSN. No yes. way! So it's like it's like <laughs> I'm gonna watch Thursday night football in French tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's just like yeah, man. When you have these like kind of crossovers or. Maybe it's like maybe to expand your horizons, put your language in just like a new context that you never would have expected to use it. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Swako and I filled out our McDonald's order in French. Let's pass. Oh yeah, that band. was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. We're standing in downtown Banff, being like, Ah, tabarnak! Il y a, il n'y a pas de temps pour nous. Qu'est-ce qui se passe? Ici à l'Alberta, il y a vraiment cette test pour le Québécois. Pourquoi? Je comprends pas. <laughs> yeah, like that, basically. That was fun yeah. as hell. Um, they definitely thought we were Québécois. Yeah. Who was, was ever residing in McDonald's at that time? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No. Um, so that's my thoughts on going deeper and deeper no i i that's been my like thing the entire like for the entirety of this podcast like every episode i'm like touting the going in depth horn yeah no i mean the thing is right well we know cody cody loves like cody's big thing is to like go to some country and like totally immerse himself or (laughs) (laughs) possibly find a girlfriend possibly 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 staying forever but we'll see we'll see says he's not he says he's coming back but uh i don't believe it yet uh yeah that's that's i mean that's the biggest problem with these languages man is so many like everything I just said about French and going in depth and specializing and like pick your language, dude. Like, um, I mean, it's just like to be phenomenal to do that in German, be phenomenal to do that in Russian, Ukrainian. Um, it's just time and energy as always, obviously. Um, so co- 
yeah. Cody, what do you think? Because you're going to be in Korea for another six to seven months ish, right? Yeah. Something like that. So, so you're obviously going to improve a lot by the time you're you going full bore with Korea. You come back mm-hmm. to Canucklandia, yeah. Canada. Um, so what do you think? What are you going to do when you have you thought about that at all? When you come back, what are your language aspirations? Are I'm you, always thinking about still... the future, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. I know you are. But, but but tell me about your thoughts a little bit. Like, are you are, do you think you're going to keep going hard at Korean when you get back to Canada or what? All right, here's my plan because I've, I've I've always got a plan for everything. I know we we know you do. <laughs> plan the plan the color. All right, here's my new plan. <laughs> okay, so I'm going uh, to North yeah, Korea. I'm... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to North Korea. No, <laughs> no, no, obviously not. I um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna be really focusing on Korean for the rest of my time here. I'm just gonna throw all my energy into it, get as good as I can, and whatever that is by the end of my time here, that's what it is. Yeah, and black when belt, I get back, Korean. yeah. Um, so during my time back in education school, I'm basically just going to be putting my languages on simmer. All mm. of them are just going to be simmering. Mm. I'm not going to be focusing on anything. They're just going to be simmer. I might do. I might even do a bit of dabbling in that time, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm not really going to focus super hard on any one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and then the thing is, when I start teaching. Um, I mean, depending, hopefully I'll find a contract as, as soon as possible, but whatever I get a contract for, whatever I'm going to be teaching, boom, it's going to be like a heat seeking missile. Boom. That's what I'm going to be concentrating on. And then I'm just going to nuke that language. Just boom. Yeah. Just do everything I can to get as good as I possibly can. Yeah, and once I'm satisfied, then, then I'm good. So if that's one language, then it's just one. But if 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 I turn out to be like senior and I am teaching two languages, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then I might just focus on one first and then focus on the other one after a couple of years. So this will be like a couple of years process, right? But Dude. hold on, isn't yeah, that a man. thing though? Like in Canada, that like your probability of getting employed is a lot higher if you speak both both Spanish and French. You know what? We got to find a guest. Because on this topic, because we've been hearing that, like Cody and I have probably been hearing that since we were kids about second language aiding you in employment. And I love especially to, French. Especially no, French, but if you no, sure. but especially if you're a, but, if you're a high school language teacher, like if you speak both French and Spanish, that has to be a massive benefit to you. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought you were just talking like general employment no there. no no no, no, but no, no. I, I yes i know about general employment like statistically like meta statistically to get someone who can like actually break it down to like get, kind of give people like, yes we'll get that, that, that that's means. not what i'm trying to figure out right now what i'm trying to figure out is for cody if you become a language teacher in canada don't you like automatically have to know spanish and french no uh, not necessarily. i don't know like you, you you could know one or the other it just depends what school division is looking for yeah, Heck, so, especially in the big cities, they they want like Chinese. And there's all kinds yeah, so of I could get hired for any of my languages. So yeah. I'm it's basically just a roll of the dice. Whatever I get, boom, that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus yeah. on either one or two of those languages for yeah. my entire 30s. But yeah, do they do they do what? they speak like? Can you choose 
um, Mandarin in high school or like in any some. school? Yeah. Some school. Any? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't Big, know. Bigger cities in. tend to have have more programs. Yeah. Like in, in Edmonton, there's two uh, bilingual Ukrainian schools. What? For example. Yeah, I subbed really? at it, dude. Did That's I tell you? you I used to have this like sub card. I didn't. I didn't know you subbed in Ukrainian. Well, I mean, I was at a different school every day when I was a substitute. But I used to like real. Oh. I used to like. Oh my god, this is kind of part ego, part. I used to have a sub card that said my name and then like all the languages I could speak on it. <laughs> it was like Spanish, French, uh, Ukrainian. No, I didn't put German. No, no. Uh, Spanish, French, Ukrainian, ELL. I think those four were on my sub card. I always felt like super. Cool. Wait, what's ELL? Oh, English language learning. Because that's what I also was at the oh, time oh, oh, oh. in Edmonton. But I was just like, yeah, you need a language guy. You... Oh, no, no. Sorry. I think I had social studies for my other subject on it. So I was like, I never had five things on it. You're like, you, you need a guy, you call me, right? And you like, you always felt cool. You like leave your sub card. It's like leaving your business card at yeah. the place. But yeah, man, some of the cities, uh, especially here in, yeah, in Alberta, like, yeah, Ukrainian was a thing. I mean, obviously, yeah, like once you have a certain number of teachers who can speak it, it's not like a huge man, but like those schools are still around to this day. So you do need Ukrainian bilingual speakers. Um, I mean, yeah, the education job market's always super based on just the needs at the time. But I mean, mm-hmm. when Cody says nuke his languages, I mean, that's no, no, no. I'm, I'm honestly like that is 100% the way because especially with this movement of comprehensible input, the better you are at that language, the more like, like I said earlier, like the more malleable it is to learners when you have like just a crazy good efficiency. Because the thing about what happening you have like a crazy good efficiency is like you can like take it down a few notches and it's like still sounds really good and comprehensible to learners. And you know how to like ratchet it up to like make it more difficult. Like mm-hmm. you control like the the weight resistance to the language. And it's yeah, I mean, I can speak from experience with with my French not being as strong as my Spanish the last while, that that's totally the case. Like it's just a better teaching and learning experience for your students when you have a like a kick-ass level that you can like turn up and down the temperature on. Yeah. So, no, man, that sounds like a solid, solid plan. Yeah, and that's Absolutely. like that's exactly why I want to do it because like when I actually start teaching these languages, like I want to be really good. Like, yeah, yeah, and I and don't get me wrong, I don't think it's like you'll be you won't be like showing off that greatness every day but you'll be able to provide like a optimal learning yeah condition every day yeah it'll be there it'll be there that's how you like win language learners right i mean Mm -hmm. it's a subject where you hope your students once they've moved on that they still have an interest and still want to do it to me that's a win that's 100 percent a win so exactly yeah yeah man no solid 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 plan but i've got a plan for later in life i'll quickly go through it if you guys don't mind it's this is like i don't know we'll see this could change with the future but um so yeah for my 30s that's gonna be focusing on just like getting really good at whatever languages i'm gonna be teaching and then after that i'm just gonna take it easy for the rest of my life with in decades so 40 my 40th birthday if everything goes according to plan 
I'm going to start learning Japanese. And I'm just going to screw around with Japanese for my all my 40s. 50th birthday, Arabic. Same thing with the 50s. 60th birthday, Russian. And then same thing with the 60s. And then after that, I don't know. Maybe if I still like feel like learning languages, then I'll hit something like like Turkish, and then eighty, I'll do Persian or something like What's that. What's ninety then... year old Cody gonna? Play? Yeah, n- <laughs> ninety year old Esperanto Cody. He's gonna start learning Esperanto. Finally, I'll be like dead for three years already. Like my ghost. Finally, Dude. Esperanto. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah a, d- a decade's a lot of time, man. For language, exactly. Yeah, that's that's depth, though. I mean, that's, that's depth. That is mad depth. Imagine just focusing on like an entire decade. Oof. Yeah, and I think this is something for us, like being so young. This is something that we really lack perspective on. It's like mm-hmm. thinking of languages in terms of decades, like that. Like, yeah, you really could do that. And like, e- like Ian, you've been learning all these language for what languages for what like. A decade, ten years, right? Yeah, Something yeah, like but, yeah, eleven years, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got yeah. how many under your belt now? So imagine if you took all that time just for one. Correct, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. So yes. I think it's. Dude, it's cool I've only, I've only, I've only been speaking Spanish for three years. Twenty eighteen, right? Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, in you seven go. years, like. Yeah. I'd imagine that I'd be like. Like in in seven years from now, holy crap, my Spanish! <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Holy crap! No, exactly, exactly. If yeah, I keep so doing this, case, like yeah. going to meetups and stuff, wow! It's just okay. Time? Here's my only. Yeah. Here's my only snag. Like I want. I was telling Sweco before the podcast. Like I want to go do the Camino to Santiago, right? Ooh. Northern Spain in the next couple of years, two or three years. And um, look, I mean, Basque isn't on the list per se, but I mean, I, I, these little dabbles to enhance experiences. I mean, you mean phenomenal to be like a one in Basque before going, and just like you dropped into a village that's where you're staying for the night, and you were just able to like. Strike something up in Basque, Basco. You mean you, Kaisho, Kaisho, you mean right? Euskara? Yes, that's what I do mean. Yes, uh huh. So that's what I mean. Like I feel like life's always going to give you these little, uh, for like I don't know, little enticements to just like uh, like little missions per se. But in the grand scheme, yeah, yeah, one's like main languages will always be there, but. Of the language learner, it's like I think I think little uh just it's like the forbidden fruit is always there to little like, side objectives. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like all right, like I'm going I'm going to go on this trip and then that's it. That's all. That's all she wrote. But I mean I, I, I get the mission dabble per se. There's like a clear goal with it. Like, say you're going to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro and like, hey, you know what? Next three months, Swahili time, baby. Like, stuff like that. Yeah, right? that's cool. It's not like lifelong dedications or whatnot, but the side stuff. And if you're a language that learner, w- you, yeah. 
that would be something like what I would want to do with like my heritage languages. Right, right. Like yeah, I would I would um hit like Swedish and Finnish for like a few months and then yeah. get over there and like just so I could kind of have like a right. somewhat of a conversation with my like long lost family. Cody, Correct. Cody. I was talking to Ian about this before the pod. Like at some point we're gonna have we we're we're all gonna have to go to Sweden. <laughs> just to oh, man. imagine like austria yeah. and like downtown stockholm when i whew, yeah that would be awesome that, that would be insane <laughs> like, live that would podcast be insane yeah no, like that, that would be a good time i promise you that'd be like that would be like the best of times <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> maybe we'll get ace buck to come along too ace buck some yep. of our our mark language come up some of these boys yeah. can't meet. Yeah. I can't wait to meet some of these guys in real life. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! No kidding. That's gonna be Christmas. The day I meet Seabolt speaks real life. Yeah. Yeah. One <laughs> of these day. conferences. Great day. I'm just yeah, waiting for Langfest yeah. to come back to Montreal. Yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. Totes. I'll be there. I'm driving. I'll drive up. You're close. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's really cool. Like very close. So. Cool boys. All right, we got an hour here. Hour plus. To the bam. To the bam agora. To the bam. To the bam. Bueno. Last words, folks. Words of advice for the los oyentes, our dear listeners, Lingaholics podcast. Uh, I think we're all good for today. Keep checking us out, folks. We can get uh, we can get back tweeting again. That's uh, our main accounts. Just insights. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't gone. I haven't done any tweeting in a while. Yeah, I've been no, avoiding um, social media too. Well, no, that's healthy too. I did. I, yeah. I did Cody's digital detox during Thanksgiving. Went very How's swell. That, by the way, went nice. very swell. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. You just focus on like what's around you. That's it. There's nothing else. Be There's present. Going on. You're just Live like in the moment. I'm in the living room eating Thanksgiving dinner. That's it. That's all. Yeah. Just, yeah. Very nice. Very refreshing. So. Cool. Cool. All right, Toodle folks. Toodle bam. Thanks, five. Thanks, everybody. At the logo. At the logo. See you guys next time. Ciao, ciao.